How will you have your best year ever in 2021? We'll be talking about that with my friend, Tim Mushy on episode 15 of the Pete Primo show. This show is brought to you by my free Facebook group, Pete Primo Sales and Marketing. Find out more at PetePrimo.com. This week's guest is Tim Mushy, a friend of mine who I met on LinkedIn. And uh, Tim, we've stayed in touch ever since. And we connected on what? Instagram in the last year. And um, Tim is an industry veteran. He's worked for Simmons and Kings Down as a sales rep. And uh, he is probably one of the best uh, I've seen on social media. He's engaging, he's authentic, and uh, he's just a great guy. So what are the secrets, Tim, to having the best year ever? Wow, I mean, A, I appreciate being on the show as always. It's uh, always enjoyable for us to uh, learn from each other and, and help your audience and have a few laughs, right? So, I mean, always. in terms of 2020. <laughs> in terms of 2021, I mean, it's no secret. 2020 was a, a very difficult year for for everybody in a, a lot of industries. And, um, you know, in terms of um, a retail space, um, RSAs on the floor, um, it, I, I think it's kind of a time to hit a reset. You know, think about what you've done really well in the past. Uh, think about, um, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly uh, through COVID. And just just kind of build on the positives in in. in 2021. So uh, we're not out of the woods yet with COVID. We have to make that very clear. But but as an RSA or a, a store owner, um, you know, focus on what you've done really well before, but, but also focus uh, on what helped you through COVID and, and do more of that and, and get off to a really good start here in the first quarter. Because I think we always know uh, if you're struggling in that third and fourth quarter just to hit those targets, uh, it's pretty tricky. But if you get out of the gate and you have a good start, it just makes everything go that much smoother throughout the year. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great advice, Tim. Um, I was really lucky. My largest um, customer um, is RSS. They go out to the public as box drop and they have over 420 uh, individual locations. And those are uh, most of them, almost all of them are owned by separate you know, individuals. So it's, it's really kind of like going to a market, but, uh, it was down in Florida. We did that for uh, a few days, uh, last, uh, last week. And it was the first time, Tim, that I was on a plane in, um, in a year. The last time I had been on a plane was in Vegas. And, you know, I have to tell you, I, it was a little weird. It was, it was a little <laughs> yeah. weird. And, uh, you know, I mostly, you know, I've seen a few dealers here and there, but, uh, you know, on a normal year, I put 60,000 miles on my car. That's, that's wow. a normal year for me. And wow. last year I put 19,000 miles on my car. So I saw my hmm. dealers a lot less than I've ever seen them. And, and that actually created some problems for me because that's one of my my great joys in life. I just love working with my dealers and seeing them. I'm I'm an old fashioned road rep. 
I like to see my dealers. I like to see their stores. I like to see what's going on. I like to talk to their salespeople. I like to talk to their warehouse people. Um, and you know, I felt like I was in the blind. Um, so what I would say if someone was asking me about 2021, how to have your best year ever, the first thing I would say is something that you said, Tim, you've got to put that to the side. We've all learned some lessons, right? We learned who, absolutely. Our, you know, we learned who our real friends are and we, 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 we learned that in a business sense and in a personal sense, right? So absolutely, on yeah. Of, on a couple of different levels. So, so I, I think that, you know, sometimes, you know, we look at times of trial or adversity in the wrong way. We should mm -hmm. really look at it as what did I learn? You know, what new skill do I have? I know how to do Zoom now. I didn't know how to do Zoom before. Um, <laughs> I had started, I was one of the first guys out there with a podcast in 2015. And when my book uh, came out, I was so busy, I, I ignored my book. And, mm -hmm. you know, this book today is probably more relevant than when I wrote it in 2015. Uh, the That's things that are in there, you know, it makes me look like Nostradamus. It's, it's just amazing to me. But Tim said something, you know, we got to learn from 2020, but at the same time, park it. You know, I, I followed a guy and learned a lot about YouTube from a guy named James Wedmore. I did uh, some coaching with him. And uh, James has a, uh, a YouTube video that you, you can watch. And he actually burns his failures and successes from the year before. And, and so I started to do that. And I thought I felt a little silly the first time I did it, but I actually <laughs> love doing it. Because this is what I say, uh, Tim, uh, and I had some nice successes and, and I was, and I was blessed and, and, and so thankful for my dealers that worked so hard to, you know, a lot of them had nice increases over the year before and they were closed for six weeks Yeah, throughout, you know, so to me, that's, that's amazing. Um, but so we had some successes and, but I write those successes down and I burn those as well as my failures. And I had plenty of failures. You know, one of my yeah. most epic failures, Tim, my goal was to go from 250 pounds to 200 in one year. And I had an epic failure. Do you know that I only got down to 214? I completely screwed. I completely screwed it up. An epic failure. May everybody listening to this have epic failures like that. Right. <laughs> I need to know your. I need to know your secret, anyways, because that's still pretty good. Well, your wife has all the secrets. I see her uh, videos, and she <laughs> is. You just need to listen to her because uh, she knows what she's doing, and she's uh, very good at it. We've already had that talk. Don't worry. <laughs> got, you have no excuses, Mush. None. <laughs> so <That's> true. <laughs> talked about parking 2020 and learning. 
uh, what lessons that, that we learned from it. And, and the other lesson uh, from 2020 that I learned was, you know what, I'm going to have all this time on my hands. I want it to be productive. And um, I'm going to start my, my podcast again. And I talked to Simon and Billy from Get Super Serial. And I just absolutely hated the editing and the publishing and all the background stuff that you have with, with a podcast that I did all myself before. And right. I just eliminated all that. But Simon's idea was, let's just, let's do a show. It'll live on YouTube. We'll make it a podcast too. It'll be on all the podcast platforms. And I'm sure I'm missing some. And listen, there's going to be new platforms emerging. And, uh, you know, Billy and Simon will put me on those too as well. Um, but, you know, one of the things that me and Simon kept coming back to, and Simon was very skillful in his questions. He said, what are you doing to help your dealers? And, and, I felt like I was in a confessional. I go, what am I doing? Because I felt guilt. I felt immense amounts of guilt from not being on the road belly to belly with them. So even though I was on the phone with them, even though, you know, I was texting them, I was emailing them, I was on the phone, I still felt guilty that I wasn't. So I guess one of the, the lessons is, you know, do not let what you cannot do interfere with what you can do. And what I could do is start my show again, be out there and share success stories, right? Yeah, and share, absolutely. Perspect share perspectives to help them kind of get through this thing. So that's part of what I would say. What else would you say in terms of, you know, how do you make 2021 your, your best year ever? Do you set goals, Tim? Do you do any of that kind of stuff or? I do some, I mean, I need to do more of that as well. And I've actually talked to my wife about that also, but I think it's important to have some goals every year. Uh, you know, you think about sports, you think about personal, whatever. I mean, if you don't have goals, uh, how do you know what you're striving for specifically other than something a little bit more macro? So no, I think it's really important. And especially as a dealer this year in 2021, you absolutely have to have some goals. You've got to be realistic in what the store can achieve. Uh, but you've also got to stretch yourself and you've got to challenge yourself because the worst thing that any anybody could do during this and coming out of this is, is pressing in the wrong ways, uh, you know, pressing on your employees and then your employees pressing too hard uh, on those customers because you certainly don't want to have uh, desperation come out in your dealings because uh, that's going to affect things overall. So no, I, I think, I think an and now more than ever, uh, having goals as store owners and then as RSAs on the floor. And to be honest, people in the warehouse and whatever, be sure everybody's accountable this year and, and go forward as one team. Hey, Tim, those were great thoughts. Uh, when I hear realistic goals, I, I almost have a bad reaction to that because I worry sometimes that people make them too realistic and not challenging enough. And you very quickly came back to, but make sure they stretch you. So I think it's important to have goals that are layered. Um, 
so instead of having just one big goal, you know, break them down into smaller, more achievable goals that look more realistic to you. Uh, I think that's a great way to have your best year ever. If you guys have never read Grant Cardone's book, uh, 10X, you should get it. Um, some people will have a bad reaction to Grant's style. You know, he can be a bit abrasive. Um, <laughs> listen, he's not my, my, my cup of tea. Uh, I'll just put it to you that way. But I like a lot of his thoughts and I like his energy a lot. And I think that he has a lot of important things to say. And then 10X, you know, what he's, he talks about 10X on multiple levels. First of all, you should make your goals big enough that they scare you. Okay. You should also realize that whatever you think in your mind that it's going to take, the quantifiable effort that it's going to take to achieve that goal. That's not what it's going to be. It's going to be 10 times that. And okay. you need to be willing to put the 10 times the effort in that you think you are going to have to, to achieve the goal. So that's a, a very important piece of it. This is what I would say. Do not set a goal for the sake of setting a goal. It's the biggest mistake and it leads to all kinds of really bad self-image problems. Um, don't set a goal because XYZ guy, Gary V or whoever the heck the new Gary <laughs> V will be says to set a goal. Don't, don't do that. And by the way, he doesn't say it that way anyway. So that's oh. a whole nother conversation. He's probably the anti-goal setting guy. Um, but, do a goal, make a commitment to a goal with everything that you have only when it really excites you. Mm -hmm. When you get excited about that finished result and it's really important to you and it's important enough to you that you're willing to sacrifice for it, then write that goal down. Don't write the goal down to say, oh, I got a goal. And by the yeah. way, as a salesman, your sales manager's goals aren't your goals. True Full story. Yeah, for sure. You know, I don't, you know, I don't know how many times sales manager wanted a 10% increase or a 20% increase. That wasn't my goal. My goal was always significantly more than what the, the increase that he or she wanted. Um, you, you should never buy into other people's goals. You should have your own goals, which are bigger and scarier than anyone, any manager could ever set for you. And you should attack them. But only yeah. if you believe in them and you're passionate about it and you're willing to sacrifice for it. Because for you to really achieve anything of significance, something's got to change, you know, I talked about my epic failure with the, with the weight loss and, you know, tongue in cheek, it was an epic success, but could I eat the same way that I've eaten for the last 59 years? No, couldn't no. do that anymore. Had to eat different food, had to exercise differently, had to sleep differently. 
And when I made those changes, the results started to come very, very slowly at the beginning. And that's true with everything of any significance. It seems like it's moving so slow that it's almost imperceptible. But then you get some momentum and then things start to go a little bit faster and you kind of get gravity working uh, with your previous efforts and it starts to really kind of roll better. Um, Tim, what are your thoughts on, on my thoughts on goal setting? I think it's fantastic. And I, you know, I, I'm a big proponent of those stretch goals as well. And, you know, especially on a, a retail floor, um, you know, sky's really the limit for a, a lot of RSAs out there. And I, I think back, it's almost, I just passed the, no, I actually, I'm just coming on my 20th anniversary of the first RSAs I ever met. And, you know, back in the good old days, a lot of people were doing very well and, and they'd been in the industry for a long time and they'd, uh, they built a, a really good business. Uh, but then over the years, as I got to meet a more and more people, uh, a lot of people came into the industry and, and thought, you know, they'd just get on the floor and instantly do very, very well. And, and you and I both know that's not the case. You've got to be honing that craft all the time, personal development, uh, internal training, uh, training with your, your colleagues and your, and your bosses. So, you know, as you were saying that, I was, I was, I was totally on board with, you know, in these COVID times, uh, in terms of, of 10x and whatnot, you've got to work so much harder to hone your craft now uh, to hit those daily, weekly, monthly, annual goals uh, because it's not going to be easy. And there's a lot more options out there right now, Pete. And you know that, right? With you know the ability to purchase online and, and the changing industry, you know. It's it's changing constantly, so uh, you've got to have a goal. You've got or you've got to have goals. Uh, you've got to have plans. Uh, you've got to be open to criticism. You've got to be open to get better, and you've got to be open to understand that things are way different now. This isn't 2001. I mean, I look at where I live here in Alberta, Canada. Um, you know, we've been through some significant booms economically. We've been in through some significant busts. Uh, but the ones who are good, they continue to thrive. And there's very specific reasons why. That's that's great. I got to do a brief, brief um, commercial. This show is available as a podcast on your favorite platform. Find links to my show on all the platforms by going to PetePrimo.com. That's P-E-T-E-P-R-I-M-E-A-U.com. And that concludes my commercial, Tim. You know, you said something very interesting. And, and, and one of the, the keys to great salespeople and to business owners who excel is this whole idea of criticism and how you handle it, how you react to it, which begs the question, are you coachable? Are you coachable? Because if you're yeah. not coachable and you can't handle criticism, you're going to be very limited in what you do with your life. And that goes true in your personal life and your professional life. You 100%. Know? Yeah. So how do you help somebody handle criticism better? I guess 
the first thing that leaps out at my mind is don't take it personally. Yeah. I think you've got to have a good rapport with them first. Yeah. You know, like you've got to really get to know them because, you know, I started in the industry when I was about 26. How comfortable do you think I was telling a 58-year-old that, you know what, you haven't changed your philosophy or your selling strategies in 30 years. You think he's going to listen to me? Absolutely not, right? So I learned early on that I had to kind of, um, you know, earn my respect from store owners and RSAs on the floor over time. And then they're like, okay, this kid's got a little bit of something. Maybe we should uh, uh, listen to him. So I, I would say, Pete, it, it was very tactful. It was very um, lower level at first, just a few nuggets here and there. And it never really, I get, you know, criticism, it might not be the best word. I, I think you hit the nail on the head with, you know, coaching. Are, are you coachable? Are you, are you comfortable with me giving you feedback on things I've seen? Uh, and are you comfortable with giving you bits of information that I've seen from others who were successful to help you be successful? So at the end of the day, if I helped you to make more money, you're pretty receptive to, to my ideas. And it, it's certainly built over time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think all of us as, as, as reps um, have had our best successes as trainers when we just simply shared other success stories. And yeah. one of the whole, one of the keys is to give credit to, you know, if you come across and you say, Hey, uh, I'm Tim, I've been doing this 20 years and like, I am the world's greatest Simmons <laughs> salesman. Um, you need to listen to me because I know what's best. I mean, yeah. it's just, that's, that does not work. What works is, Hey, I'm Tim. I go to around to a lot of stores. I see a lot of salespeople just like you. And I listen to everything they say. And I ask a lot of questions. And from time to time, I, I would like to share with you some ideas on sales if you're open to it. And if you're not, hey, just keep selling my product and thank you for doing a great job. But if you're open to it, I'd like to share some success stories that other guys are having, other guys and gals are having. And, you know, are you open to that? And nine times out of 10, they're open to that. And, and to, to your point, right, you, we can't teach them selling uh, a, a new selling system over, overnight. It has to just be one little nugget, you know, how to sell a set instead of just uh, a mattress only. Yeah. Just something small and then branch out from there. So I, I like that. I think one of the biggest things that we have to, and this is true with, you know, people that we're in a leadership position with, but it's true with our teammates and it's true with our families, Tim, you know, they need to know your heart. Yeah. And this doesn't get talked about in business enough. And so I'm just gonna, you know, one of the things that I promised people in my group is that I would be more open with them. And, you know, you got to share your heart with people. And 
that doesn't mean you start spouting off all your inner beliefs. It means that you let your kindness and your caringness, and I know caringness isn't a word, but you let people know that you care about them and that you want the best for them. And when you do coach them up in a very respectful way, in a very loving and caring way, they're more receptive to it, but they have to know that you care first. You can't come in there like a bull in a China shop and expect people to just blindly uh, follow, you know, what you're uh, laying down for them. And, you know, I never tried to start coaching on anything, whether it had to do with ads for a business owner or sales techniques for a salesperson. I never started coaching until they really asked me for it, you know? So, um, I would try to, you know, start off sharing an idea here or there. And, um, and, and, and then it would branch out and it would get more involved. And, you know, here's a funny thing, Tim, and I don't know if you experience this. I, I, as a matter of fact, I am convinced that you've experienced this, but maybe it was just different words. Um, when you walk in and they say, Pete, what do you got new for me? Pete, what do you yeah. know? You got something for me? And it's yeah. like, that is like a touchdown and a two point yeah. conversion. And it's yeah. like, you know, that's what you work for that somebody yeah. values what you say. Right. And you really want when that opportunity happens to really deliver to them and give them something that's really good for their business or really good for their sales. Because if you don't deliver at that moment, it's over for you. <laughs> no, it, it absolutely is. And that, I mean, I get so many memories coming back when you, you make a comment like that, just because, you know, one thing I was thinking in terms of the training and coaching and when I was pretty young in the industry is I completely disregarded the close relationships that RSAs and store owners could have had with competitors. So not only did I have to prove myself to them, I had to prove myself in terms of a formidable competitor to somebody that they've been close to for 20 or 30 years. So that was another another layer to that whole thing. So I just wanted to touch on that. But if you walk in and you're like and they're like what do you have for me that's a new you're absolutely right it's it's a touchdown and you get that conversation going and and soon enough you know that your competitors had a pretty good run with an 899 pillow top and it's just gorgeous but tim i'll tell you what we're starting to do way more business with you if you could come in with a 799 that's just this and that and hey if you can deliver and you know i joked about um seeing that stack of mattresses with the Guinness Book of World Records. But if you get a nice stack of those in the store and everybody's on board and they're gone in two weeks, it's a benefit to everybody. And it's always an exciting feeling when those, when those promotions happen. You deliver and then they deliver. Yeah, yeah. So you, you said something, Tim, and I want to develop this a little further for, 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 for not, it's not just for salespeople, but it, it, this is for salespeople, how to have your best year ever as a business owner or a salesperson. This applies to both. 
what are you doing for training? What are you reading? What are you listening to? You know, my dear friend, Andrew Robinson, who was one of my dealers, but uh, he said, Pete, there's these things, this is years ago, called podcasts. I'm like, what are you talking podcasts? What are you talking about? Oh, it's, you know, you listen to it, it, you know, it comes out of your, you know, your, your phone and, you know, you can become an expert and, and you got a lot of windshield time. And, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. And, you know, he just, every time we talk, he just kind of gently reminded me and he, and he, and, and, and this is what he did. So this is a great little example of how you can, how you can lead. He would say, I heard blah, 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 blah on a podcast. And he didn't say, Pete, did you take my advice and start listening to a podcast? He said, I learned blah, 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 blah. And it was really interesting and it was important. And I said, oh, wow, I guess you can learn some significant things from podcasts. And of course, you know, I did my podcast years ago um, and then I stopped and then I just started again. And it's not just a podcast. It's a, it's a full-blown show with a video. But uh, Andrew was my guest on episode four. And, you know, he was a furniture store owner and very successful. And now he's a very successful uh, real estate um, agent slash, I don't know, broker, but more than broker. anything, more than anything, what Andrew is, he is a genius at two things, sales and marketing. He has a mind okay. for marketing and I have been at marketing conferences with him and I have watched him close $2 million in sales with techs on his phone while we're at a conference. I mean, it's, wow. he, he, he's an amazing human being. Um, and if you give a chance, watch episode four, because he did a, I will. he did, he did a great job, but to me, um, tra you, you know, training is, is not just reading a book, uh, watching a, a podcast or a video or a formal training system. Like I, when I was in retail, I was the administrator for John F. Lawhon's training program uh, at a furniture store called Kronheim's. And it was very formalized and it had all these components to it. Here's, here's my question that I think we should all ask ourselves. What can I learn today from my teammates? Yeah. What can I learn from Joe Green over there, who by the way, has a lot of customer complaints and he pretty much sucks. How, what can I learn from him? And what can yeah. I learn from Angel Gutierrez, who is the highest producer, most suave and sophisticated salesman, who I could never be that smooth. What can I learn from him? So I can learn from the best and I can learn from the worst, but I have to be in a place mentally and I guess emotionally that I'm receptive to learning. And if you're not receptive yeah. to learning, let me just say this to you. You're pissing your life away. And I'm sorry yeah. that sounds harsh, but you're pissing your life away. Stop it. Open up yeah. your eyes. Open up your ears. Open up your heart. 
and start learning from your teammates. Start learning from your customers. If you learn every day something from your teammates and something from your customers, you will be unstoppable. I'm sorry. I 100% agree. Yeah, no, no. No, that was good. I'm on board. I'm on board 100%. If I can speak to it from the RSA side and then just kind of maybe a minute on the sales, a manager slash owner side. I mean, you checked all the boxes for me. I, I think back to the early days in my career where you know, again, I was in my mid twenties and we had some really uh, seasoned guys uh, in their mid fifties. And I took a liking to two of these gentlemen. Uh, I called them uh, my two dads and they both had two completely different territories and they went about it completely differently. Their personalities were different, but I learned so much from both of them. And guess what? Uh, they got very similar results. So I, I took that on as a challenge early on to, to learn a lot from them. Um, our, on the RSA side, absolutely. There is selling happening around you on the floor all the time. So be alert, be aware what, what others are doing, what's working for them, what isn't. And as you alluded to, you know, also those who are, are, are having their troubles, we'll just kind of keep it like that. Um, you know, over-promising, uh, a lot of returns, a lot of uh, callbacks with, with um, customer service issues. Also take what they're doing wrong. Don't do that and, and just be better. So there's that internal stuff on the floor, but it's also, you know, a being engaged in a community like yours, um, understanding the industry, being very aware of, of changes that are happening out there. What kind of things are happening at differently in the marketplace? How is online purchasing affecting your, your region directly? I mean, there's a lot of different things that you can key in on to help you be better. Now, on the manager side, one of the biggest challenges I've seen in over 21 years in sales is managers only being fixated on hitting a number, but not being prepared to do the work and assist and support their team to hit that number. And I've been in a lot of different industries. I've been in the photocopier industry. I've worked in electrical. I've worked in parking. I've worked twice in in furniture and retail and mattress, as you know. But as a manager, how are you going to get better? How are you going to learn? But then how are you going to pass that on to your staff? Is it an email every week with a cool article you've seen? Uh, Is it something specific to the industry that's changed this week? Has some company been purchased uh, that you compete against? So, you know, be of service to your staff as well. Uh, One of the worst things you'll ever hear from a manager all the time is where are we at? Where are we at? You know, are we close to those numbers? This and that. That's all fine. But how are you going to assist me to get there? Because guess what, Pete? We're all in this together as a team. That's awesome. Hey, I've got to pay the bills. And guess what pays the bills on the Pete Primo show? Do you know what pays the bills here? My book. That's what (laughs) pays the bills. So I'm going to read very quickly. And I want your thoughts, Tim. Okay. Uh, so it's chapter 81 and, and those of you who already have my book that are watching the video or the podcast, go to page 119 chapter 81, say no, you must say no to things that distract you away from your important work. You must say no to interruptions and infringements on your time. And Tim, I want us to go 
through that because that ties directly into having your best year ever. You need to set boundaries for employees, for vendors, media reps, and even charities. All of these groups are important to be sure. Tell your media reps and your vendor reps that they must have appointments to see you from now on. And if it means you say no to seeing them, to make the point, to help them learn, then give them a good learning lesson and just refuse to see them. And next time they'll make an appointment, I promise you. The days of them walking in on you are over. Be polite, but be firm. You will need to send a few out of your door because they forget your new policy. Be sure that you have spoken to them or emailed them about your new policy before you start enforcing it. Or you might be, this isn't in the book, or you might piss some people off that you don't want to. <laughs> you will only need to say this once and they will conform to your new policy as well. You are doing them a favor by forcing them to be more organized. And that concludes me paying for my show with another chapter of Sell a Million. Tim, what's your reaction? That's very saying, no, no, am I just being an animal? Am I being too blunt? Am I being mean? Talk to me, brother. Talk to me. No, no, it's it, it's perfect, right? Because as a store owner, owner or a manager who's, who's kind of in charge on any given day, you're already being pulled in a lot of different uh, directions uh, by your staff. And, and that's priority number one, you know, helping close business, uh, handling things internally in the warehouse, whatever. So in your day to day, you're already being pulled in a lot of different directions in the store itself. So if you're allowing a constant flow of, of manufacturers reps or, or media reps or whatever in and out of the store, uh, you're never going to get any flow. You know, you're never going to have time to touch on a few of the things that we've already talked about that personal development, being of service to your staff, uh, putting specific plans in place to help reach those annual goals because, because you're going to always be uh, sidetracked by other things. So all of a sudden it's 5.30 if you close at 6 or it's 8.30 if you close at 9 p.m. And all of a sudden it's holy smokes. I've only checked a few of the boxes off that I planned on doing that day. So I agree, Pete, it's, it's huge. You know, I send out a mass email or talk to people individually. Look, I need a, I need an appointment. I need you to get an appointment ahead of time, a heads up via email, a text, uh, whatever, just to let me know that you're coming in and let's have some specific things to talk about. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to talk about things on a higher level, a quick update on the sports or whatever, but I need you to bring some value to me because we're trying to have the best year ever here. And I just don't have time like I used to, to talk about a bunch of different things for two hours and not get to the meat of our, our discussion, which should be helping grow my business. That's awesome. So listen, if we're talking about how to have your best year ever, we have to talk about limitations. And Tim, I know that we've talked about this story before, um, but I want you to tell me your story again. I know I, I never get tired of it because it's a story of story of love. It's a story of overcoming and it's a story of um, not letting something limit you. So I want you to tell your story in your own words and you've got eight minutes to do it. No, I'm just kidding. You take <laughs> as long, brother, <laughs> brother, you take all the time in the world you need to. I was just trying to be funny and my producer's yelling at me and 
goes, you know, that really wasn't that funny. <laughs> no, it was pretty, it was pretty good. And you know what, we've known each other for many years and I always appreciate this platform to share that story. And I always appreciate your support. So no, it's an interesting story in a way, like it's not overly audible as an adult in my forties now, but uh, you know, as a child, uh, quite a bad stutter inhibited me in, in school and my personal dealings and, and sports and everything. So, you know, my earliest recollections aren't the greatest because one of the worst things that I had to deal with was the potential of being called out in elementary school to, to uh, read a book. And I know a lot of you have had that experience yourself and some of you were fine and, and some just didn't want to speak out loud or perhaps you also stuttered. So you can, ex you can feel what I was feeling, but you know, the, the challenge with that was just such an internal fear because I had to read was on the pages and everybody else could see what I was reading. I had small techniques where I could cheat a little bit and use different words or whatever if I had to speak out loud when it wasn't directly out of a book. So it all came to a head in grade three and the teacher could uh, see that I was stumbling very badly as I tried to read that section of the book. And to this day, I'll never forget it. She walked up to me in front of all my classmates and she asked me to open my mouth and she looked in my mouth, Pete. And it's like, I don't know what she actually thought she'd see in there. Maybe she thought she'd see a few few rocks or, or what it was. And I, you know, I was humiliated. I was so embarrassed. I was probably only eight years old. And, and whatever happened after that, you know, off I went, I got a little bit older. Still a lot of memories of having to read out loud you know, project work was pretty uncomfortable through elementary and junior high. You know, high school, I became a bit more comfortable, but, but, but still certainly had a lot of very difficult days. Fast forward to my first year uh, in the faculty of, of commerce, a business program at the university I went to in Manitoba, Canada. Um, I had a core class called Intro to Communications. Well, on the surface, that's a class that I would definitely have wanted to avoid, but I couldn't if I wanted to get a business degree. So I get into this class and of course, there's gonna be icebreaker presentations. Well, of course, I'm thrilled. I can't wait to do these. I'm being facetious. I'm not looking forward to this at all. So there's about 30 kids in the class and they draw my name for the first day, first time slot. I'm like, okay, I'm already dealing with all this stuff. And now I've got to speak before anybody else. It wasn't cool. Went home, talked to my parents, talked to my sister. They helped calm me down. And at some point I decided I'm going to do this icebreaker on stuttering. So from what I recall, it went pretty well. I think I gained a lot of respect from my classmates. I, I think I gained some respect from, from my teacher. And it was really a turning point for me, Pete, because up till then, I just decided to take an accounting path uh, in my career in the hopes that I could just kind of chill behind a desk. I wouldn't have to speak to a lot of people and go about my business. Thankfully, I didn't do too well in accounting. I realized it wasn't the same as math, which I enjoyed in high school. And I decided to go into sales. I decided to go into marketing. And after I graduated, I worked for Enterprise Car Rental, which was a very face-to-face -face, um, type of job. We'll talk about that someday. What a wild ride that was. And from there, I went <laughs> into sales. And from there, it's been people-oriented. It's been training. It's been coaching. It's been online. It's been on video. I still have my stumbles. I still have my days. 
Um, I've met somebody uh, recently who has also had these challenges and it's, I hate to see that they've gone through what I've gone through, but it's been good to connect with somebody else and say, wow, you're doing great. Uh, I've been there and I'm here to help you if you need any help. So no, it's, it, it's been powerful. And my uh, sister uh, has become a speech therapist and she always credits uh, me for getting uh, uh, some inspiration for her to help others. So that's been pretty cool as well. Well, it's obvious to me and everybody listening that you have uh, done a great job overcoming that challenge. And, you know, because I'm connected to you on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn as well, but uh, primarily Facebook and Instagram is where I've seen uh, posts and pictures of your parents. And they just seem like very loving and uh, very supportive people. So, one of the things, you know, you may not have a speech impediment and your child may not have a speech impediment, but there could be a challenge there. And I would just encourage you to be loving and to be supportive and to understand that where you're at now and where your child is at this minute is not where they're going to end up. And are you and your child or you and whoever else it happens to be, could be a spouse, you have a challenge. You're going to have to put some effort into it to solve it, but you can solve it. And the reason I wanted you to, to share your story, Tim, is because everybody has a speech impediment. It could be emotional. It could be mental. It could be physical in a different way. Everyone has something that could hold them back if they let it. And that's the lesson here. Don't let things hold you back that shouldn't hold you back. And we can't talk about having the best year ever without talking about competition. And competition is it's very important to understand your competition. It's important for you to shop your competition. It's important for you to be aware of all their strengths and all their weaknesses. But here's the one thing that I consistently see, at Tim, this drives me nuts. Do not dismiss the things that your competition does well and say they suck because they're your quote enemy. Yeah. That is foolish, absolute foolishness. You need to respect your competition. You need to know what they do well. You're never going to be able to sell against it unless you understand them real, realistically and not how you want them to be. I, I know what you want. You want it to be easy. You want it to be a layup shot. You, you want to be able to convince yourself in your mind that they absolutely suck in every way. But that's not the truth. If they're a viable company, they're in business for a reason. They do some things well. You need to understand what they do well. And you also need to understand where they're weak. And you need to learn how to exploit their weaknesses in a way that doesn't hurt you. And that is a whole nother episode by itself. <laughs> and we're not going to get yes. into all of that, but be aware of your competition. You can't have your best year ever without understanding there's competition. 
but I want you to focus on one thing and one thing only. And that is your customer's experience with you, whether you're a business or whether you're a salesperson, what is, what is the experience that I'm creating for my customer? And is it better than the experience that my com competitor is, is providing for them? If it's better, you win. And with that, I have to do my last commercial. So let me take a moment to talk about Get Super Serial, my production team. Uh, shout out to Billy and Simon. They're sponsors of this show, and I appreciate their support, and I appreciate everything they, they do for me. You, I got to tell you something. I used to do my own podcast by myself. I edited. I published it. I did everything there was to do, and guess what? It drove me insane. I'm just not good. I'm not good at it. And, and now, you know what I'm good at? Um, I'm good at ideas. I'm good at sharing experiences. And I'm good at talking to people. So guess what? I just outsourced everything to Billy and Simon at Get Super Serial. They do all the hard stuff that maybe it's easy for them. But you know what? It's not easy for me. So now what do I do? I show up. I do the interview. And they do all the other things that I can't do or I don't want to do. I record my interview and they handle the tech and the marketing, the publishing. My show turns up on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, all the podcast platforms. And guess what? And Tim, you know this, you know, there's going to be more social platforms that emerge that are become bigger and more important than the ones that I just mentioned. And, and guess what? These guys are so sharp. They'll get me on there too. So if you want to start your own show, it's never been easier than with the guys that get super serial. Talk to them about how they can help you start your own show. Book a free call at getsuperserial.com. That's serial, C-E-R-E-A-L, getsuperserial.com. And that's the end of my commercial, Tim. So I know I just kind of laid it out a little bit on the heavy side on this competition thing. What do you want to add to that? I mean, it took me back to a story many years ago where I worked very closely with a local uh, retailer in my market of Edmonton, Canada, and a big national came up into our marketplace from the States, and he was very concerned. Pete, I mean, every time we sat down, I got a lot of different conversations going with him about what are we going to do? How are we going to combat this? Um, you know, how are we going to survive when this company is going to open up ultimately on, on every street corner? And again, remember, I was pretty young and he was very seasoned in the industry. Um, and I forget what my exact response was, but it was a something to the effect of, of what you've already touched on is, you know, be very aware of what you're do they're doing. Um, you know, understand their marketing, understand um, how they deal uh, directly with that customer at an RSA level. But focus on you. Focus on what you've done well in the past, and do 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 more of that. Um, you know, be able to pivot when they do interesting things in the marketplace. 
but you don't have to be as large as them in volume or scope. You're not going coast to coast in Canada, but continue to do well what you've done on a local level for many years, but certainly don't dismiss anything they're doing as kind of what you touched on, you know, stupid or silly or this and that, because they're here for a reason. They've got a big machine behind them and they're going to execute. So again, it didn't all come out like that as a young um, 20 something year old uh, who was relatively new in the industry. But I I think I gained a bit of respect from him at that point and just, you know, acknowledging the change, acknowledging it's not going to be as easy going forward, but based on the foundation that you've already got for this business, you're going to do well and they're going to bring additional consumers into your store and you're going to close a good portion of them and you're going to actually thank them in the end for coming to to your town. And you know what? Over time, he did kind of see that and they ended up doing very well and expanding and and off they went. Hey, to uh, Billy and Simon's point, watch Tim's videos on YouTube. They're really good. Um, thank you for that. So this is, we, we have to talk about this. Um, your mind is literally the garden that you grow the vegetables in your accomplishments, your goals come from your mind. If your mind is choked with weeds, you are not going to produce good crops. So pull the weeds from your garden. And what are the weeds in your garden? Well, let me tell you some of them that they could possibly be. You determine for yourself if these are weeds for you. Do not poison your mind. Do not watch one source for the news and believe that you have the answers. You don't. You're being told somebody's opinion, someone's perspective, someone's agenda, and you need to stop poisoning your mind. Your family depends on you. You need to be strong and you need to be productive. And you cannot be strong and productive if you're buying hook, line, and sinker, someone's BS. I can't say it any plainer than that. Take some, take some time and figure out what you can do to find peace so that you can sell and manage your business with a calm, steady hand. And, uh, You know, if you watch the news too much, you're going to end up believing that the world's going to end and maybe it will, it might, but all the way up to the world ends, guess what Pete Primo is going to be doing? You know what I'm going to be doing? I'm going to be helping my fellow man and I'm going to be selling mattresses because that's what I do. That's so Tim, go ahead. Correct me if I'm wrong. Smack me down. We're friends. You know I love you like a brother, and I won't be offended <clears throat> if I if I stepped over a line or crossed a line. Tell me what I did wrong. No, of course you didn't. I mean, I I think we've had this conversation a little bit off the line already, and I mean, I'll, I'll just take it a step further. Like, if you're driving into the store. <clears throat> 
and it's a, you know, half an hour drive and you've got on the radio and it's just bad news after bad news. And, and it's just, you're feeling unsettled. It, it's COVID. There's already a lot of emotions going on. So, I mean, if you're coming into work uh, with those sort of feelings inside you already, you're probably gonna, not going to have your, your, your best day. So you know, we talked about podcasts or personal development. Um, we've, joked often about the, the power of a music and through our mutual friend and mentor, Paul Castain, like put some good music on in, in the car on the way into the office and, and, you know, get there feeling good and, and energized. And even if that first experience you have with a customer that day isn't quite what you want, you're going to be able to get through it better if you're already in a good headspace than coming in and thinking about the political strife or COVID in your region or, or whatever else is going on. I think we have to still have a bit of a knowledge what's going on around our world, but I, I know you'd agree to this, Pete, we don't want it to consume us because it can certainly drag us down. And we've seen the negative effects on, on many people that we deal with. And we've also seen the effects of, of this uh, very polarizing topics out there and how it affects our personal relationships. No, stay positive, continue to develop yourself, smile, a laugh, uh, surround yourself with people who are similar similar to you and go into work feeling really good that day. I mean, that that's so critical right now. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, um, selling is transferring a feeling. If you don't have the feeling, you can't transfer it. If you exactly. don't have a good, positive feeling, dude, you cannot be positive. You're, you're an actor. You're a faker. You're, you're not authentic. You, you have to sell and run your business from a place of positivity. And however you get there, God bless you. I, I Listen. Guys, do a single shot of me again. Simon, Billy, do a single shot of me. You see, see Jesus. Now, I respect all my friends and I respect everybody from every faith. My Muslim friends know I love them. My Jewish friends know that I love them. But that's my Lord and Savior. And that's where I turn to in my times that I feel like I need some extra help. And as a matter of fact, I turn to him every minute of every day for everything. That's my personal thing. Whatever it is that helps you, whether it's doing meditation, doing yoga, staring at your navel, doing breathing exercises, I don't care what it is. Do something good for yourself. Feel good about yourself. You know what I did the other uh, last week, Tim? Tell me. For the first time in a long time. I went and I got a massage and it, it was awesome. Good. I'm like, why Good. don't I do this more often? I was really tired from my, from my trip. And I said, I, I knew I was going to be tired from that trip. And I said, you know, I'm going to have to do something. So when I got back from the trip, I got back late on Thursday. I did my five o'clock workout on, on um, my CrossFit workout on Friday. And then I had a nine o'clock massage and I felt like a million bucks for the rest of the afternoon. And so all of my customers that I was working with and dealing with, they were dealing with the best Pete Primo they could deal with. Right. And, yeah. and I think, I think that's what I'm really talking about. Be, be your best for your customers, but be your best for yourself. And, and more importantly than all of this, be your best for your family. Your family yeah. deserves a loving, 
positive human being um, that they can look up to and and they can admire. Be be that person. And I'm sorry, I sound like I'm lecturing, and and I don't mean to, but I do mean to. Last thing, you can't have your best year ever without some type of coaching and mastermind activity. It could be, uh, you know, Tim, you mentioned our friend, Paul Castain. I, I don't know if you know this, but Paul coached me for two or three years. Yeah, and, I did know that. And, and you know what? I'm, I loved working with Paul. And I think that everybody uh, should, um, everybody should, should uh, have a coach that coaches them. Now, if you can't afford the, I don't know what it was, I'm making it up, 500 bucks a month that Paul charges, you know, guess what? Find a friend like me and Tim are friends and coach with each other. If you yeah. can't afford a mastermind, I was in a mastermind. I think one costs like $500, another one costs six or $700 a month. And you can't afford a formal mastermind, create your own, create yeah. your own. And they don't even have to be living. They could be people that are dead who are very wise <laughs> that you, you know, you can create a, your own yeah. mastermind, but I've got one last thing I got to do, Tim. Um, my last commercial, I promise. Um, are you looking to improve your sales and marketing in your business? Whether you're a sales professional or a business owner, get a weekly coaching session and pep talk from me, a sales professional with 39 years experience from, the, from, from working as an RSA all the way to working for multiple factories and being a VP of sales. I started as a retail salesman who was too afraid to even say hi to a customer. Now I'm coaching sales pros all across the country. Do you need help overcoming your sales sticking points? Turbocharge your ability to find out what the customer really needs, close more sales, raise your ticket values. I'm here to help you and be better at what you do. And Tim, guess, guess, guess what? All they got to do is go to peteprimo.com slash playbook and they can sign up. This is a weekly call and I'll probably have to limit it to 10 or 20 people. Tim, you're going to fall over when I tell you what I charge for this. $97 okay. a month, 22 <sighs> bucks a week. It's like a lunch. It's like a <laughs> lunch. And, yeah. and, and you know, it's going to be a Zoom call and okay. there's going to be other people who are not competitors, but until you have sat in a meeting and you've had other people give you ideas from completely different industries, you have no idea of how beneficial their perspectives can be. Because what happens to us in our industry is we just look at things myopically and, and we don't even get out of our own way anymore. And when somebody from a, an industry uh, sees what you're dealing with, they're going to say to you, well, we dealt with the same basic I idea and here's what we did to solve it. And you go, Eureka, my Lord, that is absolutely what I was looking for. And that's my point on this whole thought of coaching slash mastermind. Open up your minds, open up your heart to other people's ideas 
and you will be a better salesman. You will be a better business owner and forget all of that. That's all great, but you'll be a better person. There are yeah. people that you have never met in your life that if you will sit down and talk to them openly and in a structured way, like I'm doing here, and it doesn't have to be that it can be, you can create your own structure, but I would highly recommend that you reach out and create your own little mastermind, your own little coaching. If you have questions about that, call me, contact me uh, at peteprimo.com. Tim, did I really step over the line now? Is this absolute just garbage? craziness it is not what do you think it's a great value i did the math i even converted to canadian and it still was a really good value (laughs) 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 no no (laughs) and you know what i mean it's so powerful and and you think on the dollars and cents side it's a great value and as you said for those people who who may be a little bit inhibited uh, on the financials right now. I mean, you could, even if you had one other person to keep you accountable to start with, and you you had uh, a meeting every week or every two weeks just to see where you are progressing on those goals, it's such a great start because it's like all of a sudden it's like, oh, geez, I got to get this all together because I'm speaking to John again in two days. And I told him from uh, last week, I'll be doing this, this, and this. Uh, accountability is, is so powerful in, in moving closer towards those goals. So uh, that is a great first step because if you're trying to figure this all out on your own and you think you have all the right answers, you're never going to get quite where you need to go. And you and I both know that like you said, personally, professionally, uh, and whatever else you're working on. So no, that sounds like a fantastic group. And uh, I'll certainly keep tabs with you. And we'll see how that's all going. Yeah, awesome. So any last words? I mean, I we covered yeah. a lot of ground, Tim. I mean, we started off with uh, putting 2020 behind us, but not forgetting about the lessons that we learned. Uh, we talked about some goal setting, so, you know, setting realistic goals that still stretch you. Uh, we talked about uh, competition, talked about criticism, coaching, masterminds, self-care, taking care of your mind. Did we miss anything? We covered a lot of ground, brother. Well, this is a 10-part series, so this is only part one. So there's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we're done, dude. There's no, I'm one just thing kidding. that no. I missed. There's one thing that I really miss, though. You didn't call I'm me afraid Keith to ask. one time. Oh, I was afraid to ask. I knew we were going to go there, but I, I did well. I did well. You did. You didn't call me Keith. I know. So Keith Primo is a famous professional <clears throat> Canadian um, <laughs> hockey player, if you want to call him that. He's more of an enforcer than anything else, <laughs> and he's a big guy. And I'm not a big guy. I'm I'm five nine. So you know, I I love when he calls me Keith because I just kind of go, yeah, yeah, Keith Primo, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, to be fair, yeah, I, that's just hockey's always on my brain, and you know that. So um, no, I didn't do that, but I'm sure I will at some point in the future. And in fact, I might just make it your 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 nickname just to keep it simple. But no, I do have a last <laughs> word, and I <laughs> I do have a last word, and if if you're okay. I'll, I'll just uh, share it with you. Yeah, please. 
Um, I think you know this, but my parents, they were, they were, they were both teachers and they live in a different uh, city than I do. So I'll get on the phone and they've, they're on the phone that they're either on speaker, or they've got two different phones. And my dad always defers to my mom for the last word. And so this is my last word for 2021. Um, and we've talked about it, Pete, uh, you know, as a, as a, as a, as a dealer, as a, as a store owner, whatever, uh, even an RSA on the floor, it, it comes down to caring. It comes down to authenticity. It comes down to whatever experience you have with your staff and or those those uh, customers on the floor. Um, they'll feel it. They will feel that you're definitely there to help them um, either succeed as an RSA if you're the manager or owner, or you're helping get the right product uh, for that consumer on that floor. Uh, and I know that all sounds cliche, but how many people do we run into out there in this industry uh, that it's completely transactional? It's all about the, the money. It, it's not about what you as the consumer really need. It's about what I want to sell you. So, I mean, I could talk about all the positive experiences I've had over the years with, with store owners that, that truly did care, that truly still do care, um, that have really great relationships with their staff and their customers that they've had for many, many, many years uh, that keep coming back and purchasing some more. So uh, now more than ever, where there's that intensity to press and sell whatever you can uh, to help pay off the COVID debts or whatever challenges you're having, you really need to focus on caring, uh, being a person of service, um, you know, being there for them when they're, they're having their challenges and just they understand that they're working for or working with really good people that want to help them out. And, and I think that's really what I want to leave your audience uh, 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 really uh, with because it's going to be a tough year. Uh, there's going to be some ups and downs still, but uh, if, if you if you spend time with Pete uh, and you focus on what's right in your business, it's going to all be okay. Thank you, Tim. Those are great words of wisdom, and I don't think we can do any better than that. So that is a wrap. Thank you so much, Tim. Thank you.